This is SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network, leading the way. This episode of The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by Bluehost, my favorite hosting provider for a blog, website, or anything else you want to do online. Very affordable, and they make it super easy to install your WordPress blog. It's basically just one click of a button. So highly recommend it. I use it myself. You can find more information or sign up at sqpn.com bluehost. Check it out. And this show is also brought to you by the Amazon Store. Click on the link on our website at starwars.sqpn.com before you shop at Amazon, and you're your purchase will help support our show. This is The Secrets of Star Wars, episode number 12. Welcome back to The Secrets of Star Wars, the show where we discuss the latest rumors and also the bits of information that are starting to emerge on the webs concerning the new Star Wars movie, Episode 7, and Star Wars movies. Because, of course, we know that Episode 7 will be the beginning of a whole new era for our favorite franchise, this wonderful universe in a galaxy a long time ago, far, far away. Joining me today to discuss the latest news is my good friend Dom Bettinelli. Good morning, Dom. Good morning, Father. We have a ton of things to talk about. Um, last time we spoke at length about the casting photo and the casting news, and uh, that, to me, was almost it felt like the like the the sentinel of uh, an invasion of, of sources. And we, of course, don't always know if those sources are reliable, but what we do know is that we want to discuss every single little bit of information and uh, all the rumors that are out there and see how we can fit them into the overall story of what this new, this new era, this new beginning for Star Wars uh, can be story-wise. And so, uh, first of all, Dom, did you see the color version of the photo? It's no. Ah, there's. It's just been tweeted the other day, and uh, so it's it's the original color version. Um, it's slightly it's cropped slightly differently from the one that we saw on StarWars.com, and it 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 makes a ton uh, of 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 difference to see to see the thing in color. It doesn't have the same impact, so I totally understand why they did it in black and white. Because it, it, I don't know, it just evokes that old 70s era. Actually, I've heard many discussions where people just assumed that it was a photo from the 70s because it was in black and white and it did have, have that original vibe. So exactly, I think, what they aimed for. Um, and so it, it's it's funny to see the, the colored original. What it did tell me, what it did show was that... Um, exactly what is part of the set pieces and what is part of the studio where they where they did this this table reading mm-hmm. and um i think we speculated about the boxes and what we saw on the staircase the wooden staircase that's definitely all set material there are two um uh, pieces rectangular pieces right behind jj abrams and r2d2 in the crate um that we speculated were part of the set in the color version you clearly see that they are like the the backside of two panels that w- which form like a portal or something like that. And actually the markings on the side of those panels look very Star Wars-like, very much like the type of structure you, you would see in the Death Star. Um, whereas what is in the background is clearly just, you know, an, uh, an ugly wall part of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so there were just a few tiny details that were uh, interesting. Also, of course, you know, everybody has 
different clothes and colors and and um uh, I don't think that for this particular photo they have been um advised on which colors if, you know to wear or not to wear. <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of the composition, it doesn't give us any additional clues. But I, I was I was just happy to see this thing in 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 color. It makes it feel even more real. And then the 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 other bit of news was, and I think that we did discuss this also last time, um, that that one of the main female leads has not been cast yet. This is just a rumor, um, but I think it's a credible rumor. Um, I I think that there is definitely place for another. A uh, female lead, or at least an important role, and I actually have a story reason for this, and has to do with love triangles. And you know, if you have a lot of male protagonists, you also need female companions, or you know, like a like a counterpart to that. Um, it's just the way storytelling works. And and so, well, I have a theory, like a like an overall theory about you know, based on everything that we've heard so far, including some of the rumors. And um, how all that can fit together into it, like an overall a global global story. Um, but before we get to that, I think we first need to address all these other bits of rumor and and uh, and fact. So, what have you heard? Well, <laughs> given that uh, everything is, is is seems to be coming to a head and filming is, is starting, uh, it has started now. We know for sure that they are filming. Um, I've heard uh, about filming in both Abu Dhabi yes. and filming maybe probably second unit in Iceland. Exactly. That's what I've heard too. And Iceland has been uh, part of the rumor mill for a long time that there would be second unit filming. Yes. And the, the what we have from Iceland is that um, a, a helicopter, so they were, probably, they were doing probably helicopter shots, had an, uh, a, a small incident and had to land on a glacier at and I'm going to try to say this because it's uh, it's Icelandic, Ijafjalla Jokul, which is not a Star Wars name. <laughs> it's actually Icelandic, but it could be a Star Wars name. Um, but uh, they they said uh, that there was a filming crew that had a small helicopter accident, but nobody was hurt, which is great. Um, but that a second unit helicopter crew has been filming shooting in Iceland for a few weeks, which is very interesting. So we have a we have a cold planet. And and given what we know about Abu Dhabi, we have a desert planet. Yes, and you know, and if, you, if 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 people are wondering what Iceland looks like, I'm not sure if you've seen the the movie Noah. Um, I just saw it the other day. Most of the scenes there um, with the big green mountain and stuff that was all filmed in Iceland. So it's very um, barren. It's it looks cold, but it's certainly not like Hoth. It's a very typical landscape. It do, did remind me vaguely of, of of some of the stuff that you would see in New Zealand, um, in terms of just the ruggedness of the landscape. But it's even more alien. It's it, 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 it the the mountains look nothing like the mountains you see in New Zealand. But it has that same kind of vast expand expansion, and you're like, wow, this this could have definitely be another planet. So uh, I'm I'm very excited that that and that must be one of the new planets that we haven't seen yet. And so we know that Tatooine is definitely going to be in a movie. I think personally that Tatooine is going to have a major role in the first movie, um, and it will probably be in the beginning of the movie. Um, and there are some other locations that we might see, and I have some theories about those locations as well. Mm -hmm. So Iceland and Abu Dhabi. 
I've heard actually some more details about the um, the stuff that is currently going on in Abu Dhabi. Um, there are some reports from that same newspaper that published those spy photos that we discussed, I think two episodes ago, um, where we saw this strange circular object that was being dragged out of a tent that looked suspiciously like the foot of an ATAT. Well, we have some more information from that same source, or at least same newspaper, could be different sources. Um, people have been um, looking for for uh, you know what's happening around two locations. There are two locations. Um, one apparently is a like an, a, a blast crater, um, and I'm not sure if that means it looks like a crater, because then it could be you know a, a recreation of the big circular thing that they built in the desert in Tunisia to simulate like the rim of that, you know, um, carved out homestead of the of, of the Skywalkers, right? Or the, the Lars family. Um, because, it, of course, when they filmed that in Tunisia, the actual hotel that they used for the location of, uh, of Uncle Owen's uh, homestead was in a t- totally different location um, than than the rest of the desert scenes, and so what they did was just built basically built this big ring of sand to kind of make you believe that that is like the outer rim of that you know of that of that homestead. Um, so and that, that looks I, I mean if there's nothing in the middle, then you could think that it is um, a crater, but it could also refer to a place where they will film a lot of explosions. And um, there is a a report. That gives some set details um, that seem to indicate that we will see also an attack scene or a, a battle scene um, in that area. Um, I'm reading this on um, a, a blog called StarWarsAlways.wordpress.com. Keen observers have already spotted a possible AT and AT foot uh, out in the desert. Now we have the, have two reports giving various set details. They've seen a shuttle-like spacecraft a large tower, a big centuries-old-looking market, an alien house, 10 to 15 really fast buggies powered by jet engines, two truckloads of explosives, um, apparently also brought in with high security and everything, a blast crater, so that's the crater that I refer to, and scrap metal to be strewn around the desert from a crash. That's what the article asks. Um, and so we're, we're talking about two locations. You have that blast crater, and then you have that set, which is more elaborate with a tower and a market and everything. Um, the there in, in the article on uh, the website Seven Days in Dubai, there is even more information about what's happening right now in Abu Dhabi. Um, both of the locations in the desert. Uh, have been marked off with traffic cones to help the rest of the crew locate the sites easily. So they're really in a remote space. Um, It is believed that the location manager scouted the locations because of their dramatic high sand dunes. So that sounds totally like Tatooine. That's what you want. The entrances have been locked off by security. The area is protected by fencing. The crew has gone to extraordinary lengths to keep the production secret. Um, everybody has to had has had to sign uh, confidentiality agreements so that the storyline is not revealed, um, and there is also a, a set workshop that is um, um, built up um, behind a fenced-off perimeter. Then they've seen 
several large transport trucks moving the set, which uh, is believed to include a spacecraft that lands on the exotic planet being created in this region. The crew had several large white bags of rusted and bent metal parts which are to be strewn in the desert, possibly to show spacecraft crash or a post-apocalyptic civilization, post-apocalyptic civilization. This is all speculation of the person who wrote the article, of course. Um, Lucasfilm has blocked accommodation near the set in anticipation for full production. Um, everybody is uh, uh, escorted to the site by police cars, uh, making sure that the media doesn't follow them. Um, and then uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher are among the set stars set to revive their roles in the for the latest film. And there was another tweet from someone who has a like a uh, a function in a in a television production company, I think, or a movie production company, who said, you know, the, the, it's rumored that Harrison Ford and 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 Carrie Fisher would be there for for the duration of the shoot, but that's unconfirmed. Um, and then everybody uh, tells the press and, and people that are curious to stay away from the set. It is extremely hot out there and you will not see anything. But we invite you to see it in the cinema when it comes out next year. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there are a couple of things in this report that I think are very interesting. First of all, you've got this a pretty elaborate set of that shows a market um, and uh, like a tower. That sounds like Mos Eisley to me, or at least some, a, a town that's similar to Mos Eisley, right? Right, or one of the other towns that are mentioned in uh, episode four Yep, uh, that are near, near you know, Mos Eisley. Um, I, th I think that they mentioned that, you know, Luke could have gone to. Yeah, like a Toshi station. <laughs> That was the one I was looking for. But um, I, I think it's it's more logical that this will be Mos Eisley, that we will see that city again, because, of course, it's a, it's a hub. We know it's a smuggler's den. And so if you want to have transport to other planets, then that would be the place where you can find it. So, I, again, save this for later when we will discuss a possible plot line. Um, the buggies... 10 to 15 fast buggies with jet engines. That sounds to me like a description by someone who doesn't know Star Wars of land speeders. Because they have that those jet engines, right? Right, yes. They're mounted high up above the, the, the vehicle itself usually. And... and then, you know, they can't have, like, wheels because, uh, you know, in, in the olden days they had to use mirrors to right. hide the wheels and to reflect the sand. But now, of course, you can just block those out later in post-production. Exactly. The wonderful CG. Then we have a shuttle-like spacecraft. Again, not sure what that looks like, if it's a, like a shuttle like the ones that we saw in the prequels or something that looks more like the escape pod from, uh, mm. from episode four. But definitely something that has landed on the planet. And so, you know, some, a, a, some people or perhaps droids are arriving on the planet. In this That's what, what this shuttle seems to imply. I don't know about the alien house. I'm not sure w why a house would look alien. <laughs> so again, it could just be uh, interpretation. And then the explosives are very interesting as well. And then um, the scrap metal, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that this is uh, like a, going to be a crash or, of some sort. It could also just be the kind of stuff that you see in a used universe, right? In the background, in the streets of Mos Eisley are not 
pretty and not clean. So there right. is, of course, a lot of junk lying around. Or think of uh, the scenes in in in, in Phantom Menace with uh, Watu, you know, with all the his his junk, uh, and it, this could also be part of a Jawa settlement. You know, yeah. the Jawas are always uh, dealing with scrap metal and stuff that they gather from all over the universe, and they try to sell it. Which was also one of the things that I've been thinking of when it comes to this AT AT foot. I personally still think it's very unlikely that we will have a an Empire Strikes Back kind of invasion of the planet of Tatooine. Because honestly, if you need ATATs, you you need resistance, right? You need an army, you need something to defend. What the heck could there be on Tatooine to well, to require that? Here's here's what I'm thinking. The, it's the two truckloads of explosives that uh, that have captured my attention. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm thinking is that there is a battle um, but it's not a army versus army. Mm-hmm. I could, could you imagine if, uh, say, some uh, some of Jabba the Hutt's relatives are uh, somehow in opposition to uh, you know Han Solo and Chewbacca and our heroes, and there's a running battle, and there just happens to be an old, you know, ATAT that the Hutts managed to get their hands on, and then. Han and Chewbacca get inside and start marching around with this thing, blasting things. I just think that would be an, a hysterical and awesome scene. Um, it's something to me. This 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 truckloads of explosives says there's gonna be a battle of some sort, mm-hmm. and and that would be very uh, interesting if that ATAT is part of that battle. I mean, it's it's entirely possible that it's just meant to be. Scrap, you know, this leg of an ATAT. It shows that the, the the empire is gone, and it's now just been reduced to bits of scrap. Been, that are, I thought it was just acquired by Jawas, and who cares? They get their stuff from all over the universe. So right, right. It could it could be just that too. But I I'm just imagine. I just like to imagine this uh, this scene of uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca blasting things from the from, from inside an ATAT marching around. A hut palace that would just uh, crack me up. I I think it would be hilarious. I still, you know, story wise, have no I I no indication that that this could could you know make sense. Um, it would I I think it would be even confusing if that would happen because <laughs> you had, you'd have to explain so many things to a relatively new audience that perhaps doesn't even remember uh, you know all the, the deal with the huts and everything and just sees Jabba wasn't that that slug thing he was evil I thought he was dead you know so. Uh, but I was thinking uh, explosives. Um, there is one element that is in every Star Wars movie, and if George Lucas has given at least you know just a little bit of 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 his um, creativity to even these new stories, then there is something that George Lucas always insisted on that has to be part of every Star Wars movie, and that is a race. It's a chase, you know, something like the pot race or or a space race, and so I'm thinking, you know. Those races have always included big explosions of either a pod uh, racer crashing into the sand or spaceships crashing into, you know, those stone structures that you find, those canyon-like structures. So thinking this could also just be explosive for a chase. It doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be a battle. It could also be for other purposes. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm I'm talking because I have I have a story concept in my mind where this would fit in. It would be part of a race and not of a battle. But again, we'll we'll get to that later. Uh, but it's it's exciting to see that the, apparently there is much more going on there 
um, than just a bit of second unit stuff like they've been suggesting. I think that was a um, a red herring, or to 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 keep to, um, um, to make us believe that it's not not such a big deal. But I think actually that when I read when I hear all this, I'm thinking they're not going to recreate an entire like old market and a tower just for some background shots. I think that there is actually going to be a, an important part of the story taking place on Tatooine. Um, so I don't think personally it's going to be a battle. Let's go to um, some of the other news. Um, there is uh, interesting speculation about um, Harrison Ford's role. We know in the photo, in the cast photo, he's sitting next to J.J. Abrams, which seems to indicate that, you know, it's important that he's that he has that conversation. Um, we know that there have been long negotiations going on between Harrison Ford and um, and and Disney and, and Lucasfilm because Harrison Ford doesn't really like Han Solo. And I've read some interviews with him where he disses the character of Han Solo. He's like, how can people turn him into a hero he's such a dumb person there's nothing there's no redeeming quality why would you bring him back which is something i think as an actor that you want to bring into your negotiations or at least you use that argument i think to strike a better deal and to get more screen time so i would not be surprised if the rumors that he would have a substantial role and actually the rumor is that he will be a main lead next to the three younger leads that that is actually uh 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 uh, that's what we're going to see. I think that um, his character will have evolved. A lot. I mean, it will be a substantial role, and it won't necessarily be the same kind of superficial Han Solo that we saw in the existing movies, but he, he will have a prominent role. Add to this the other rumor about Adam Driver. Can you recap that one? Well, the rumor is that uh, so what we've heard before was that Adam Driver is playing a, uh, the the villain in this uh, in in this episode of Star Wars, but now the new rumor is that he's he's not so much the villain, although kind of, but that he's actually the the son of Han and Leia, and that the plot revolves around them saving him from the dark side. That he's being seduced yes. by the dark side, and yes. so they're trying to yes. save him from the dark side. Exactly. And I, when I heard that rumor, I couldn't believe it because I, I had already kind of like tried to puzzle together the, a possible plot based on the little things that we know. And I came to the, to the same conclusion. I was like, you know what? It would be awesome if he would be this estranged son of Han and Leia. And remember in those June casting sheets, there was a call for someone in his 30s, intelligent, athletic, uh, smart, but also who grew up mostly without a father. And that was so interesting. Of course, we know that a lot of these descriptions and names might have been completely rubbish, and they were, again, trying to perhaps even uh, uh, spread disinformation. But on the other hand, I thought it was so specific. I'm thinking, you know what? If the story could be a, a part of the story could be about... Um, saving him from the dark side, what would make someone vulnerable to the dark side? And what would, would make someone vulnerable to a father-like Sith figure? Because mm -hmm. we've, we've said this before. Star Wars is all about fathers and sons, right? At right. least so far. Um, it, it, I could totally see a situation where um, Han Solo is that father who was never there. Why? 
Well, because now he's important. He's a general. Um, he's leading, I don't know, the military side of the, of the New Republic. And so he's never there. He's always absent. And that makes this young boy who's kind of uncertain about himself very, very vulnerable to be lured into the dark side. There is one other element that could lure this guy to the dark side. And that has to do with that rumored second female lead. We know the the the, the other female lead is going to be, um, oh, now I forget her name again. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Everybody assumes that she's going to play the daughter of Han and Leia. But we've seen with Anakin Skywalker, who was instrumental to ultimately push Anakin to the dark side, it was a woman. It was Padme. It was his concern for her, you know, his love for her, and the fear of losing her that made him so vulnerable. And actually, uh, the Emperor was, was using his fear uh, to to bring him into the dark side. It wasn't just the allure of, oh, I'm this old man, uh, we'll make you powerful. No, there was love. Love makes you vulnerable. And I'm thinking, you know what? I think that second female role is going to be the woman who will lure him to the dark side, will seduce him to the dark side. Don't you think that's possible? It is possible. Uh, now, keeping in mind, Adam Driver is not as young as Anakin was um, in, in the second or third uh, movies. Mm. He's actually 30 years old, Okay, which puts him right in the, in the zone for being the son of Han and Leia because sure. we're 30 years post uh, 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 Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a little older, um, and maybe, you know, he, he has, you know, he hasn't been around his father for some time, you know, maybe he, he left the house at, you know, yes. eight, around 20 years old and, mm-hmm. and has been gone. Yeah. Just given the character of Han Solo, I just, I don't think he would be the type of let's go play ball, dad, dad. No, no. I think <laughs> uh, he's always gone. He's always, you know. Having adventures. <laughs> Domesticated is not the, the Han Solo. I mean, his name is Han Solo. <laughs> exactly. Right? That doesn't sound like a family man to me, even though in the, the expanded universe, that's kind of how they portray him sometimes. But I th- I think, you know, this could be, and an, an story-wise, plot-wise, such an interesting deal because it immediately gives the dark side a face and it makes us involved because, of, you know, who is going to be uh, caring about him it's his younger sister, and it's, of course, his parents. And, of course, Han Solo wants to redeem himself and, and perhaps he feels guilty about not having been there for his son. And, and, and then you get this opposition between, the let's say, the father figure of the dark side um, and, and Han Solo. So you get potential for a confrontation. I mean, could you, if you take that perspective, you can easily uh, think why that role of Han Solo could be so important. Right. And even have consequences for the rest of the trilogy, for all the other movies. Because if this fails somehow, you know, his son having, you know, being born from the 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 mother who has the force in the family, mm-hmm. actually a Skywalker, how powerful could it be if the dark side gets a hold of him? And through that, could even get a hold of the other Skywalkers as well, because they care. Right. Wow. So, oh man, I am just like, oh, yeah. I'm I think so excited. We, 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 the last time we talked about how uh, they, 
they said, well, the expanded universe is not canon, and so we're not gonna we're not gonna initially abide by that. And I can see that immediately with them casting Chewbacca, mm-hmm. uh, and and given yep. what happened to Chewbacca in the expanded universe. But I don't think that it means that they're gonna necessarily throw away everything. Like you just said, you know, we have the son of Han and Leia, and maybe a sister, you know, the the a daughter of Han and Leia, Jaina and Jason Solo was yep. what they were called in the expanded yep. universe. Yeah, yep. in that they were twins. Mm-hmm. But perhaps they are not twins. No, they could tweak it a little bit. Exactly. Uh, Daisy Ridley is much younger. Yes. Uh, uh, than well, Adam and, you know, and this could also um, create um, the possibility to to give Star Wars a female lead because it could all be about this quest of uh, 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 Daisy Ridley's character to redeem her brother this time instead of father. And and I can totally see Luke Skywalker being involved in this because of course he he cares and he he, he uh, when the dark side gets involved that's not something you can solve with a blaster you need someone who knows this kind of stuff you need the Jedi Master exactly and <laughs> I and then you want to train that young girl so that she can actually face the dangers of the dark side and you know st- still uh, stay on the on the light path so there are so many this makes so much sense this rumor and, and i'm and, thinking you know this is the way they should go well and this could be the arc of the trilogy that it could yes. be about this you know he, he doesn't get saved in the first movie but no that it, no he won't and and like and like in the other arcs, you know, he goes darker as we go along, so that when he when when he is saved, hopefully not just <laughs> we'll see what happens in the third movie. That's long long down the road. But it, you know, when or if he's saved, it becomes that much greater this salvation, this redemption that he that he will go through. Well, and uh, Im- and imagine how how personal this this. Uh... Uh, makes the 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 dark side look like I mean in the past the, the dark side yeah you had this emperor but it really didn't really care for him he's just a bad guy and then we had Darth Maul again looked fantastic the the fighting scenes were but did we care no it's just an evil dude you hope that he will die but now it's a Skywalker who turned to the dark side and so they completely can can tap into the potential the story potential of you know one of the skywalkers turning bad so you can bring back that whole dynamic because this is about the skywalkers right and at the same time you've got another skywalker who tries to you know redeem her brother i think this is the perfect plot line for these three movies you know given given the that the Skywalkers, they essentially save the galaxy from the Empire, but they also carry a big burden, which is the legacy of Anakin Skywalker, of Darth Vader. Yes. And that's got to weigh on them. The, 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 you know, if, if it were me, I would say, well, our family has shown it as potential for great good and great yes. evil. God forbid that one of our, you know, our, our offspring turns to the dark side. Right. And so the dark side must be a, a, a great fear of for that for that family um, yes. in in that potential to turn to the dark side and it will also uh be a reason to bring Luke Skywalker back into the story yes i mean we're one of the essential elements of every single star wars story is at the beginning there has to be a call to adventure there is a situation of a status quo there is a crisis and there is a hero and the hero needs to be called there is this moment think of the hologram you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you are our only hope. That scene has to come back in this movie. And this time, I think it's going to be Luke Skywalker, who is the only hope 
I'm I'm already getting ahead of myself. I, I've got an idea of how we could do, how this could be visualized, and I'm super excited about it. But first, there is more news. The actor who played Wedge Antilles, a, a very important uh, character in, especially in the expanded universe, we saw him in the battle for the dark for the Death Star. He was the one of the only surviving pilots of the rebellion that made it all the way through all these movies. They asked the actor to come back, and he declined. Can you believe it? I I, I think I can actually. Only in that it's got to be tough because they he Den, Dennis Lawson has only ever been Wedge Antilles this tiny bit part he played thirty five years ago. The poor guy has never been able to move beyond this this tiny part. Uh, so I can understand the, the the man having a little bit of resentment. But gosh. People just love the idea of Wedge Antilles, and and it's I think part of the appeal is Wedge kind of came across. He's not he doesn't have force powers. He's not you know the swashbuckler Han Solo. He's he's every man, and he and he was kind of that the you know he didn't succeed. He didn't succeed. He didn't blow up the Death Star. He had a he had a fly off because he got damaged. I mean he he just there's this this appeal to Wedge that that was out there among the fans because I think they identified with. He, this this guy who joined a rebellion had probably had high ideals um and was the everyman and yes. but survived yeah and 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 the expanded universe has a ton of novels that have wedge as a very important character and so and people love those stories cuz it's you know it's a pilot who doesn't love stories about pilots it's oh. uh, such a quintessential uh, element again for, of of the, the 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 kind of fabric of this of the Star Wars stories to have a, a heroic pilot. However, so he said, you know, I'm I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, they asked me, but I I said it would just have bored me. So it seems to indicate that, of course, he had just a cameo, a small role, and it is it's probably you know nothing that challenges his his acting muscles, um, but. Let's think about the implications of this. It means they wanted Wedge to be back in this story. What does that tell us? He's a pilot, right? You, you can't bring him back in a totally different role now. All of a sudden, he has a farm on Tatooine and he's producing blue milk or anything. No, he's gonna, coming back as a pilot. But he's older. So we know these stories, and this has been something that looks that um, George Lucas has been saying over and over again, these new these, these sequels should be about passing on the legacy to a new generation. So I'm thinking Wedge, in this perspective, of course, would be the, the, the older pilot who will now instruct the, a younger group of pilots or advise them or command them or whatever. What this tells us is that we are going to see pilots. There's going to be at least a part of the movie where we have young pilots in fighters attacking something, right? Having well, a battle. It's called, as we said before, it's called Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> but have a battle in the stars. But having Luke Skywalker and Wedge until he's back, or wanting to, to have them back, it, to me is an indication that there is at least a big possibility that we will have a scene or a sequence in this movie that will be equivalent to the attack on the Death Star, both in... Uh, a new hope, and also in the return of the Jedi, right? And 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 to be to be clear, while it would be ideal to have Dennis Lawson come back and reprise his role of Wedge, it is not required no. that the same actor play this role, so that we can no, still no. see sure. 
Reggie Antilles, just played by a different actor. Absolutely. Absolutely. But <laughs> I think <laughs> what I thought was interesting is like immediately I was thinking of the possibilities. Oh, so there's going to be a, a big attack. Featuring pilot, uh, pilots having these, you know, all these spaceships. Um, what could be the equivalent of this attack on the Death Star? You want to have like a trench uh, scene mm-hmm. equivalent. How could you do that without being redundant, without being too much of a repeat of what we already did? So again, that was another piece of the puzzle for me for my plot theory. Um, and I'll, again, uh, uh, explain how I think this could work out. But I was so happy with this, with this news because, yeah... I'm disappointed, and if I were him, man, I would have totally done it, even if I had to play a statue of myself, you know, <laughs> I'd still do it. But uh, I was grateful that he made that remark because it shows us that we're going to have a, you know, a battle scene featuring pilots, and that is, um, I think, especially for the toy market, that is very, this is very good news. Um. Phil Tippett is rumored to be back. Uh, Phil Tippett is, of course, the legendary visual effects um, uh, person who created the Rancor and so many other creatures. Now, of course, everything is is done in CGI. At the time for Empire Strikes Back, it was all go motion, you know, like a like a it was an advanced version of stop motion. Um, it it it. I think that if he would come back, it again would be a great way to honor his legacy. Because we've had tons and tons of aliens and creatures in um, in the in the prequels, but to me, they never felt like the Rancor in um, in in Return of the Jedi. Right. Th- that sort of stuff. Even if he's just involved in the conceptual stage by creating these creatures, I think I think it's a there was a way these creatures were animated and a kind of a, a vision on 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 how to bring monsters alive. That you that that I think a Phil Tippett has that, and I'm not sure if 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 in modern CGI, you know, you might have great looking stuff, but will it feel as real as let's say the um, uh, Jurassic Park, which you know he was involved in in creating the Tyrannosaurus? Um, uh, as I said, the, the Rancor. I, I think it would be awesome if we would be back as well. Oh yes, again one of those. Iconic figures from the original trilogy, you know the the these characters, these creatures that just when you see them, it says this is Star Wars. Uh, yes, and 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 then you know you don't want to go to that well too often, but when you can slide them in here and there, and just it it makes the universe feel familiar. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of legendary characters, uh, there were some comments from I forgot who said this. Oh, I think it was David Prose actually. Or Prowse, who said that he would be very surprised if Kenny Baker would be back because apparently Kenny Baker is struggling with huge health issues. Mm. So uh, especially his, you know, upper body, his lungs, or he's just in a very bad condition. That might be the reason why we didn't see him in the photo, the, right. the cast photo, because he's just too sick. So I think David Prowse was like, or Prowse was like, you know, perhaps they'll just stick him into the the. R2-D2 and for a few couple of photos and that'll be it and he won't have to do anything. Um, but that would be kind of dramatic if he, he just couldn't be part of this movie just for health reasons. So I, I, I bet you that they will bring him back just for like an honorary role mm-hmm. almost as if, you know, you, you can't really not involve him. 
you got to have the whole cast. Yes. You know, and the, they've all they've got to be listed in in the credits. And I think uh, even just as a a recognition of his contribution. Yes. To to Star Wars. But it's bad news. It's sad to hear that he's yeah. uh, in such a bad health position. Um, speaking of uh, you know, the casting, and we've we've got Max von Sydow, who was also not present in the photo. His character has um, created a lot of discussion. You know, he 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 must be a, a Sith Lord or whatever, an old Jedi, but definitely someone of uh, who is, is very important um, as a, a, like an authoritative person. And I remember in the June casting call, they were describing a 60 or 70 year old person with a lot of, you know, weight, a lot of experience. So I'm thinking um, they've, kind of migrated that description to uh, an even older character because Max von Sydow is 85 years old, which makes me believe that he probably won't be around for... Well, he might be around, but I don't think they will schedule a role for him in the two other movies. Right. Because, you know, an 85-year-old, the next movie is going to be three years from now. That would be taking a huge risk. However, I can totally see him as a Sith Lord who, just a a bit like... um, uh, uh, not Darth Sidious, but um, what's his name? Count Dooku. Count, Do- Count Dooku. Um, so he, he, who is important as a mentor uh, for a younger Sith. And then I'm immediately thinking, of course, well, if that whole son of Han Solo turning to the dark side thing is true, then uh, th- this could be the exact same dynamic as we had in the prequels. Uh, but this time it's Max von Sydow's um, Sith Lord, who is going to be kind of the father figure for Han Solo's, let's say, let's call him Jason. And then there would be this female lead um, who could lure him into, you know, into into uh, accepting uh, this, this, this new father figure. Um, there is, however, more news about him, and this has to do with the title, the rumored working title for Star Wars Episode Seven. So, um... Tom, what was exactly the gist of this news? So from Ain't It Cool News, uh, Harry, the, now these guys have been in the business of movie rumors online since the beginning. And they, they generally have good, good, good sources, and, they, and they'll tell you when something's solid and when something isn't. And they, they said that, um, that they've had this rumor. Then they, they, this was published on May 6th, so we were a little past that, that date now. But they had this rumor that they'd been sitting on because they haven't been able to get confirmation. And then they finally uh, got back um, from one of his sources a confirmation that the working title right now is called The Ancient Fear, which is very interesting. Now, uh, again, when they say working title, that means that can change between now and uh, the, uh, the the release. But, you know, that happened in the tri- original trilogy. Uh, Return of the Jedi was originally Attack of the Jedi, wasn't it? Something like that? Uh, Revenge of the Jedi. Revenge the Jedi, right, and and they became a Return of the Jedi. So I mean, things can change, but the idea that they call that the current working title is the Ancient Fear uh, is very interesting. Uh, is this is this the Sith coming back? An ancient fear of the Sith. Um, the you know uh, fear leads to the dark side, as Yoda likes to tell us. Yes, now, I mean I think in in many ways this this is a great title. Because it's it's bringing back that well the ancient fear it, it could also be ancient for the New Republic because it's been thirty years since they've heard from the Sith right so it's it's like this old fear that comes back and fear is um, 
it, like it's the hallmark for a dark side involvement. Um, but it's also bringing back a threat. You need to have a, a, a crisis situation for a story to be told. And so the return of this ancient fear, fear of the dark side, fear of the Sith Lords, it mm-hmm. totally makes sense. It could even be metaphorical, this ancient fear of losing the ones you love. You know, that, that was the, f- the fear of Anakin, uh, losing his, his uh, uh, beloved Padme. Um, fear was also um, the kind of the motivation of Darth Vader, you know, fear of losing his power. Fear, says, says Tarkin, Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin, is what keeps the uh, universe in, 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 in check, right? Right. Um, it's, it's by fear that they rule. And so bringing back that fear, to me, it, it totally makes sense. Right. The, per- I mean, the, the idea of ancient, it goes, goes a little beyond old. So it, it, yes. it gives this idea that um, an ancient fear, when you, when you say ancient, you know, we're thinking hundreds of years, thousands of years. So, um, so it, but we know that, you know, from, from what we've, we've heard in the, in, in the um, canon, of the of the Star Wars universe, that the Sith have been around for a long time. Yes. And so now it could also be that something gets uncovered that is you know ancient and you know an ancient uh, evil gets awakened is a classic motif in in movies. Um, uh, you know, so awakening uh, an ancient evil sort of thing, and so there could be a bit of that in, involved in there too. But you know, fear you know that idea of. The ancient fear in the first movie of a trilogy, you 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 lay the groundwork and you and you 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 show us the villain, and so to call it the ancient fear is there's you know here's the bad thing. In the third movie, it's when you give the uplifting title of here's the good thing that we've we, we've uh, fixed. Now, interesting though, when you contrast this with the original trilogy, A New Hope was the first movie. Mm, that's Both a good one. It's a very interesting contrast. Oh, I like that even more. That is totally kind of like the, the the dark side equivalent of a new hope, an ancient fear. New hope, an ancient fear. Oh, so and, and and Star Wars is all about yeah you know, these contrasts and and returning structures and this makes sense. Yeah. Even yeah, if that, it's just a fan who made this up as a joke, I think they should go with this title. It definitely well, beats the Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, well, given the source, I mean, uh, uh, it it seems like you know that that they've they've got several good sources. While pointing that this is the the working title, um, I could see that it you know that J.J. Abrams going for that uh, that 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 yep. uh, parallelism, ancient fear, new hope. Well, and dark titles do well in cinemas, you know, oh, yeah. into darkness. Um, it, it, apparently, also according to Ain't It Cool, um, the working title refers, according to the source uh, who confirmed this, the 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 title refers to Max von Sydow's villain. Who makes Pazuzi look like a pussy? <laughs> that was the literal commentary. Um, and well, yeah, of course, if it's an ancient fear, you need a protagonist. You need someone to embody that fear. Um, and uh, I even read some speculation about this. I'm reading this from uh, uh, again the website StarWarsAlways.wordpress.com. Perhaps we're reading too much into it, but for those playing along at home, Pazuzu was the Assyrian and Babylonian demon that possessed Regan McNeil in 1973's The Exorcist. The implication is that Sido's character can perhaps leap bodies. Is this how Darth Plagueis, 
who's kind of like the rumored name for this Darth Lord, cheated death. It certainly sets up a contrast between the Jedi who join with the Force and the Sith who may only survive by staying in corporal form. A bit like um, uh, um, he who shall not be named in, 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 um, in the Harry Potter saga, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, you need that corporal support. And it would also, this I think is speculation. Perhaps it goes way beyond, you know, because what the Pazuzu, uh, that could just be, I don't know, an off-the-cuff remark. It doesn't really necessarily have to uh, have something to do with the storyline. But I like the idea, at least, that this is the way that you can explain that this evil survived. Because it's just leaping from body to body. And perhaps even the Emperor, you know, his his ghost his power might have jumped leaped over into another person well the, you know there's an interesting thought you know we've always there's always said you know two there always are the you know master and apprentice well maybe that's what how there can always be two that uh you know when the master dies he the, yeah. the he it, takes it, another body this right and and might even explain the the split between palpatine and the emperor you know darth sidious because mm-hmm. it, it was it was almost it was always like a split personality. Yes, yes. You know, and and uh, and that you know that kind of strikes you a lot like you know demon possession that idea mm-hmm. that, that 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 split personality and eventually the demon takes over and all they are are that 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 demon character that demon personality like uh, it, which would also explain how Darth Vader could you know at the end be saved he was uh, he was. Um, uh, almost exorcised. Exorcised, indeed, indeed. Darth Vader and became and was Anakin again. Yeah. So there's that. There's a, that's an interesting. I mean, it would explain Anakin's uh, very aberrant behavior <laughs> in Attack of the Clones and and other things. Just like uh, you know, where did that come from? Well, you know, you could explain it away. Well, he was possessed by a Sith spirit, maybe. Hmm. It's an interesting. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, if they they're gonna if they can if they can make us swallow midichlorians, I we they, this is a I'll, I'll buy this much more. Well, yes, and that's what I wanted to say. This this would be uh, I think a deepening of the whole like mythology around the Force. Um, you know, talking about like possession and stuff. It, 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 it wouldn't go into the whole midichlorian deal because that was all about you know like the, the the support for you know the creation of let's say Anakin and the balance of the Force. But this could go a long way into explaining how that dark energy can can, can maintain itself in the universe. And that was another thing that I was thinking. This could also be about a like a major, major force-related, um, uh, how, would you, how would you call that? Like a constant in, in, in the Star Wars universe. There has to be a balance. Right. And the balance was, uh, for a long time, like a good balance like there's you know evil is destroyed what if anakin uh was created almost or emerged thanks to the force not having a father um to restore to bring balance to the universe there's too much evil now we're in the opposite situation there's too much much good there has to be balance in the force so perhaps the force is now kind of leaping over and 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 and, and suscitating new new sith lords for that, for the sake of that same balance, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not something that you know from my from our own personal philosophy. I know yours and mine that uh, we wouldn't buy that, but that's no, certainly but, to the uh, to this this, this, this very much philosophy that Lucas. Provides. Yeah, it's the, the whole yin yang, uh, uh, you know, Oriental 
Let's mm-hmm. you know, evil and good are the two equal sides of the of the force. Um, I think it story wise, it would be really interesting to mm-hmm. to um give give the force. Return the force to not to this whole biological these biological aspects, but and scientific stuff, things that you can see under a microscope, but to enhance much more kind of the mystical side of uh, of the force. So I'm, I'm I'm thinking this is a very again very interesting rumor. We don't know if it's true at all, but the one who came up with it definitely has been thinking about this, and it's it's uh, it it totally fits. Um. So that's Darth uh, Darth Plagueis. I'm, I'm not sure where that name comes from. Is that from the expanded universe? I don't know where that came from. I, I, don't, I like I don't, the name. It's yeah. like Plagueis. Yeah, it's like Sidious. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it sounds a little like Pelagian and and some or other just plague. Plague. I'm thinking of something that is contempt. You know, yeah, contagious like it's, and it's, dangerous, and will kill. I don't kill. know where that came from. Um. Then there's a lot of debate going on in the fan world about the absence of uh, Billy D. Williams, um, mm. and uh, I, this had a bigger backlash than I expected. Because I always, personally, being a child who grew up with um, A New Hope, to me, Lando Calrissian always felt like not truly part of the core group of Star Wars. He's kind of like an uncle who, who appears, but I wouldn't really miss him. But apparently a lot of other people do because I've, I've listened to a lot of Star Wars podcasts over the past week. All of them spent tons of time on, you know, why Lando Calrissian should be there and should be somehow woven into the story. So this could be one of those fan reactions that might actually lead... Um, the writers or Disney to reconsider and bring him back at one point. Why not? At least in a cameo role of some sort. And then I had a, a someone I'm working with uh, currently in in video production, who also is a huge Star Wars fan. He's from a much younger generation. He's in his twenties, and he was like, "You know what? I think that the the Calrissian family will be part of of the universe uh, and and of this story. What if one of those actors is his son?" And uh, and and I'm thinking, you know, Boyega. Boyega, yes. And, and we were like, uh, you know, I've seen him in Attack the Block, and I, uh, it's a great science fiction movie. But he he plays this intense kind of you know gang leader, and it's it's a great movie, but very British. And I just couldn't fit him into the Star Wars universe. And and again, I was like a bit, isn't that too kind of like too obvious, too much typecasting? If he would be the son of 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 Calrissian, on the other hand, I'm thinking, you know what, that would, that could be an awesome way to 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 tie him into the story as well, and even make him uh, like a protagonist. Yes. And 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 another reason, once I started puzzling, I was like, whoa, I can totally see how they can do this, cause what another big thing in at least. Uh, Star Wars 4, 5, and 6 is this love triangle around Leia. And at first it's it's Luke and Han, and Han Solo, but then again for obvious reasons, that's not a love tri- triangle that you want to spin out too much. And then it's, it's Lando Calrissian, who is the new, you know, element in the, who, who competes with Han Solo for Leia's attention. And I'm thinking you've got these young princess, you've got this very young uh, uh, actor um and 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 you've got this, and, and we haven't talked about him that much. Um, the uh, actor who plays what's his name, um, the one of the Weasleys, 
Dominal Gleason. Gleason. Dominal Gleason also uh, has said something about his role, which was shocking in a way. I'm trying to find this. Um, there was an article. So apparently, I don't know how much of this is tongue-in-cheek British humor and how much of it was actually him spilling the beans on his role. But he has said, apparently, according to, and I've only seen one article referring to this, but it was in one of those entertainment magazines, that said that, you know, he apparently was at a party promoting his latest movie, and he was, he had, he was a bit hammered. And so he, he told someone that in the new Star Wars movie, he would play this kind of, uh, oh, what's the description? Um, kind of this, this Aladdin type guy who um, gets by by stealing stuff and is just uh, always dreaming of uh, uh, you know what have you have you heard of this rumor? No, this is news to oh, me. I'm, I'm trying man. to see if I can find it somewhere. Yeah, me too. Um, I have it open on the other computer. Um, in the meantime, let, let me um, ask you another question um, so you can talk and I can go look it up. Uh, let me see. Um, yeah, so we, we have this this one planet of Tatooine. Um, uh, what, about, what do you think of the idea of bringing back... Um, not just ancient fear, but also the Star Wars location um, that is symbolic for this fear, and that is the home planet of the Sith. Do you remember that in, in, in months ago, there was a rumor that we would go to the home planet of the Sith, which is Korriban? Yeah, Korriban. So, so what do you think of the, if that could be a location that we will see? Well, it'd be interesting. I mean, you would expect the home planet of the Sith to be a, not a nice place. It would be perhaps a, a, a an inhospitable place uh, that would fit well with what we've seen of uh, of these Iceland locations. So, and we've talked about that before, where Iceland could be the Sith planet. That could be where uh, this this new uh, we'll we'll just call him Darth, uh, whatever von Saito. Uh, could be located, and our heroes end up going there. Maybe, maybe uh, our our uh, son of Solo, Adam Driver's character, could be drawn there. That something draws him there to this planet to to be indoctrinated into the ways of the Sith. Um, I think that would be a very interesting. It would be an interesting place to see. I mean, we've seen so many other um, places related to. The, the 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 mythology of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But what about places that are uh, the the that you know? This is one of those things we haven't seen in in Star Wars, like yeah. this idea of because uh, the Sith is so central to 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 the idea of Star Wars, just as much as the Jedi. So a place that is their origin. I mean, I think that well, would be very and, interesting. And to according see. according to the expanded universe, and I didn't know that um, one of the sources of all this. Dark energy in the Sith Lords, actually the graves of these ancient Sith Lords, and this mm -hmm. again expanded universe. But if that felt very Tolkien to me, it's like you've got these ancient, like the the, the ring wraiths, right? The way right. That, that Peter Jackson used that even in in in, in um, the second Hobbit movie as the the place where like all sorts of evil is released, and I'm like, wow. And and apparently that is underground, that is under the surface of uh, Korriban. I think, 
wow, that how cool would that be if they would take us to this kind of the the, the place where where this evil originates and 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 where you know the wouldn't wouldn't it make sense if you've been banished and 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 it seems like all the Sith lords are dead that that is the place where new evil will will emerge, right? I think it would be awesome. I've I found the link by the way to Domhnall Gleeson's off the cuff remarks. He says he's going to play a space pikey in the start in the next Star Wars movie. A space pikey. I'm not even sure what a pikey is. It's got to be a, some sort of Britishism. <laughs> I think so. Space pikey. Um, I, I was thinking of kind of like an Oliver Oliver Twist kind of uh, figure. Now here's what he said. Um, I basically play the Blackie Connors of Tatooine blabbed the red-haired thespian whose real name is Donald Gleason. I am caught robbing the landing gear of the Millennium Falcon by Chewbacca, and there's this really funny bit where me and Chewie understand each other. That's how my character gets mixed up with everyone else, and we all go off on a mad one altogether. And <laughs> and then he conti- continues, and then here's where it becomes a little bit suspicious. Um... He says, uh, yeah, I've been living on a halting site for six months now, trying to get the accent right, said Gleason, as executives from Disney waived non-disclosure contracts at him from the sidelines. I've been trying to get into the mindset of a traveler so that I can bring it into the movie. There's a scene where I have a bare-knuckle fight with a stormtrooper, and also one where I try to convince Luke Skywalker that these are the gates he's looking for. Hmm. I've seen some concept art, he continues, for this CGI creature. It's kind of like a dog, but not really a dog. Kind of like a space dog, if you know what I mean. Anyway, here's an interesting uh, comment. Anyways, my character owns about 90 of them. Yeah. Is this just drunk speak? Is this just someone making fun of of a reporter, a journalist? Or could there be truth to this? Actually, Father, I think I found the source, Waterford Whisper News. Yeah. I hate to tell you, it's a fake site. It's an it's the British Onion. Ah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> okay, I fell for it. <laughs> However, all the more convincing all the time. There's just enough reality in it that you get that you get sucked yes, in. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, cool. I'm glad you fi- figured that out because I was like, I'm reading this and I, it sounds it sounds like this could have happened. However. You know, he would be completely booted off the set if if this if if he had said this. Yes, he would have to be the the dumbest actor in the history of dumb actors. However, <laughs> however, think of this. I, sometimes people coming up with this rumor, these rumors actually have a, a an inspired you know idea. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, him as a character who bumps into. Uh, uh, the 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 original crew g- tags along, becomes this kind of traveler, this this, um, and let me combine this with uh an, with the again the description in the June, um what is it uh the June casting call remember that on Jedi News yeah um trying to find it there was a description of a female character, um. Let's see, casting, casting call. Um, that sounded very much like something that could might have merged into a male role. Um, I think the name wasn't it, Thomas. Oh, let me. I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to. Star Wars. Yeah. Mm. 
Hold on, I'm trying to find the original description. It's always so difficult to hear. It's from, I think, from June 19th. So this is before the rewrite. Um... <laughs> so I've got the casting breakdown was uh, they are they were looking at the time for a man of in the early 20s not classically handsome witty and smart physically fit that could totally be him there's another man late 20s physically fit handsome and confident a young woman late teens physically fit independent with a great sense of humor um, another young young woman late teens tough smart physically fit a man in his 40s, physically fit, military type. Man in his 30-ish, an intellectual. And a man in his 65, 66, 75, tough and opinionated. Um, and I know that there was a, a more elaborate description of these characters. Because one of the characters, you know, grew up without a father. Remember that? Yeah, I have it here. It's uh, actually it's a Star Wars casting call 2013, I think it is. Okay. And uh, it says Thomas has grown up without a father's influence, without the model of being a man. He doesn't have the strongest sense of himself. Despite this, he is smart, capable, and shows courage when it is needed. He he can appreciate the absurdities in life and understands you can't take life too seriously. Mm-hmm. Handsome, smart, and athletic, 19 to 23 years old. Uh, according to oh, – now it gets complicated with sources and everything – Domino Gleason's a little older than that. He's 31. Mm, let's see. Okay, now this was another Catholic. Sometimes Lucasfilm actually confirms this off the record that it's not, you know, not authentic or genuine. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find this uh, this description. Is there's a female character that is um, kind of smart streetwise? Is that somewhere in your notes? Um, that would be, I think that was the other casting call from before the rewrite. If I, yes, if I'm that's correct. the one that I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm uh, to, uh, I don't think I, I've got it here. I've got oh. it right here in front of me. Uh, this was in, I think for casting in the UK. Yeah. Or actually in Dublin also, in Bristol, they've been, um, different places. Uh, they were looking for a young woman to play a 17 to 18 year old. Must be beautiful, smart, and athletic. Open to all ethnicity, ethnicities, including bi and multiracial. Must be over 16. The name here in the casting sheet was Rachel. Was quite young when she lost her parents. With no other family, she was forced to make her way in a tough, dangerous town. Now 17 years old, she has become street smart and strong. She's able to take care of herself, using humor and guts to get by. Always a survivor, never a victim. She remains hopeful that she can move away from this harsh existence to a better life. She's always thinking of what she can do to move ahead. When I read that, I was thinking, could that be a, a, a role that turned into a male role uh, for um, Gleason? Is that his name? Yeah. Where it's this, I was thinking like an Aladdin type of guy who has no parents. And so he is trying, trying to make his way in, in Mos Eisley, you know, street smart, strong, has guts. <laughs> and somehow he gets, you know, he bumps into Luke Skywalker and, and, and you know, sneaks away. It becomes a stowaway on the Millennium Falcon or something like that. And when I still believed that whole fake rumor, I was thinking, this is genius, you know, these 90 CGI creatures. 
You know what I was thinking? Nerfs. <laughs> How cool would it be if he was a nerf herder? <laughs> Scruffy looking, you know, streetwise. Yeah. I don't know. I just love that theory. <laughs> it's probably totally bogus, but I was like, wow. How cool would it be if if he was a nerf herder? And we, that we would actually, that would be something in the universe. Because clearly the fact that Leia knows... Um, uh, what a nerf herder is means that it's kind of like a, a, a profession. It's like a, like a, a shepherd in, in, in the Gospels, right? And then, you know, him herding nerfs, I could, again, that would, the setting for that, how would he bump into, into Luke Skywalker? Well, on the ancient market in Mos Eisley, right? And that was in the, in, in the rumor of the, uh, the Abu Dhabi sets. There is a marketplace there. It's like, yeah, that's a great place to meet like these nerf herders <laughs> given that it's a that it's we have a space economy and creatures can move between planets yeah. uh it's not necessarily definitive that a nerf which would probably have been native to alderon that maybe not all the nerfs were 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 wiped out when alderon was wiped out yeah uh, no but, nerfs but, are actually on on various planets okay in, in the expanded universe and it was basically a source of food um that uh, they, they they were um, um nerf steaks uh, yeah, Nerf steaks and Nerf burgers. <laughs> anyway, my imagination went wild when I read that, but yeah. now I know it's all bogus. Oh well, <laughs> there goes my theory. I need to uh, to change my story, the my my plot line, which is the last thing I want to get to, unless there's anything else that we need to mention uh, in terms of the news. Um, just there's a bit of news about the spinoffs. Um, we have potential working titles for those. Um, mm -hmm. the, we know that uh, there was talk about the first spinoff movie would be about Boba Fett. The second would be about Hans, or be which is called Solo, whatever uh -huh. that would mean. Okay. In 2018, and then the third one they're talking about it, it the, a working title of Red Five, which when wow. we go back to our discussion of Dennis Lawson, uh, <sighs> that'd be uh, that's cool. Interesting, yeah, like an X-wing movie of some sort. Oh, that would be really that cool. would be fantastic. Yeah. And uh, that I think that's uh, that was the, all the rumors that I'd uh, uh, picked up uh, myself. And I heard um, that um, Kathleen Kennedy has said to someone who, who inquired about you know the Boba Fett movie that they were definitely hoping to be able to do a Boba Fett movie just because this character is so well known, but uh, that they were struggling with the um, the problem of how to turn him into a hero because he's a mercenary, right? Right. So how how can you give him a heroic role without really breaking his character and, and turning him into a good guy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and then you know he, he works best as kind of a mysterious white canvas on which you can project stuff. So how can you keep that intact? So I I, I totally see the 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 difficulty of creating a movie around him. On the other hand, you know it's it's not a good writer could probably pull it off and then and another rumor told me that or said that was actually Lawrence Kasdan who would be the 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 screenwriter for for this uh, particular story of Boba Fett. Hmm, interesting. So, let's go to the final conclusion of this podcast. I've been working on a a, a brand new idea uh, which is um we're currently we're doing this podcast and I know that we have a, a lot of faithful listeners and and this is a, a great format i think for long discussions and you know you weigh all the ins and outs and we can put in a lot of information however uh, a lot of people get their you know, star wars news in, through youtube and I'm, I'm thinking we don't have a, a presence there back in the olden days 
I was part of the Force.net, and I had a site called the Virtual Edition. And what I did was basically what we do in this show as well. It's puzzle together the plot line using rumors, informed speculation, fantasy, and facts. And I'm thinking, how cool would it be if we could do that in a video? And the video would just be, you know, like, a, I don't know, biweekly or monthly, depending on how much news there is. Um, based on what we know or what we think we know, how could the total story be and tell that story and illustrate it? And that's what I've been working on uh, yesterday, actually. I did some green screen uh, filming, and we're currently compiling that video. The title of the video will be uh, basically our uh, Twitter name, um, Secret Star Wars. So it's all about the secret script of these upcoming Star Wars movies. And the cool thing is, what I think is cool, um, is every time the, the, the story will change. And, and, and so you can go back and see, well, a month ago, we thought this was the story. Now we know this and that. So the story has changed. And some things will remain the same. And it's also this, play, this game of, did we actually guess things that will end up in the movie? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I've had uh, so much fun trying to think of, you know, if in this first video, what is the story going to be? So I'm just going to tell you the story. It involves the nerf herder <laughs> based on false information. But anyway, just hear me out. Um, imagine we, we have the Star Wars logo a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We get the, the, the scroll, right? The, the first information. I think the scroll could say something like, there is a war going on between the New Republic and a small group of terrorist forces. Thinking, you know what? You have to be, you have to plunge into an already ongoing conflict. That's always been with Star Wars. Uh, makes sense. It's the New Republic, and the the dark side is only now emerging, right? It's it's still growing, so it's small, and you probably only see like little outbursts could very much tie into our current situation in the world, right? Where you have these like small groups of very difficult to fight um, forces. However, it's, this is Star Wars, so there's a bigger plan. That there's, a, there's a, an evil lurking beyond that, which you can't really... You can only feel it, but it's, it's not immediately obvious. However, there's already conflict. Han and Leia are fighting against this growing unknown threat. And it makes sense, because Han is now a general. Leia is probably a po politician. So it makes sense that they are in the lead. Um, so they have their hands busy. Ha however, their son Jason has been captured by one of those groups. Because, of course, their son Jason is also involved in... Um, you know, he wants to be like his father. And so he's been captured. Their daughter Jaina sends a message to the planet of Tatooine to ask a retired Luke Skywalker for his help. Call to adventure. Pan down to Tatooine. Where? What is the first thing we see? A pursuit over Tatooine. Mimicking the original opening of A New Hope. The Millennium Falcon this time is being pursued by, by a battleship. And so you see the Millennium Falcon. Immediately you see Tatooine, the Millennium Falcon. We are in Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, it's, it's a crowd pleaser. It gets applause at the beginning of the movie. That's what you want, right? So we get a glimpse of the pursuing enemy. They're always the evil in Star Wars is, is being made clear right from the get-go. I think Oscar Isaac's character is, is that military leader in his 40s that was described in one of those early casting calls. He is a military leader who gets his commands from a hooded hologram. That's classic Star Wars as well. Max Sido. So we position him as well. However, 
there's a lot of fighting going on. Who is piloting this Millennium Falcon? I don't think it's going to be Han and Leia. Han, Han Solo has moved on, you know, he's no longer. But however, what if the two pilots are Calrissian's son, played by Boyega, and his CGI co-pilot, uh, you know, played by... Um, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Um, and who else is on board? Well, the two droids, of course, R2-D2 and C-3PO. We're doomed. And w- when they get hit... The two droids use an escape pod to, uh, and I, I verified the technical blueprints, and the Millennium Falcon has escape pods. They go down to the uh, surface of the planet to, to go look for Luke Skywalker. And, of course, they know where to find Luke Skywalker. They've been there before. Um, where, and then um, you, you get some more exciting, you know, uh, escape acrobatics of the Millennium Falcon and, uh, and severely damaged uh, the Millennium Falcon makes it to Mos Eisley where it hides. Um, uh, oh, before that, I'm thinking, you know, that chase sequence. How cool would it be if the Millennium Falcon makes it to the surface, gets chased by all these enemy fighters, and you have this exciting race through Tatooine's canyons with lots of explosions, of course. They manage to shake off all these enemy pursuers and, and, and then ultimately make it to Mos Eisley. Then we switch back to R2-D2 and C-3PO on Tatooine. They search for Luke, and of course they get into, into trouble with the Jawas. We're doomed. We see a Jawa settlement with scrap material and the foot of a, an AT-AT. And somehow, you know, the Jawas lead them to Luke Skywalker. Some of the details are a bit fuzzy. Then, I think this has to happen in this movie. R2-D2 shows Luke Skywalker a hologram in which this time it's not Leia, but her daughter Jaina who asks for his help. And then this this sentence yeah this this these words years ago you fought alongside my parents in the battle against darth vader and the emperor now my parents need your help luke skywalker you are our only hope <laughs> then of course what happens well luke goes to uh, he's been in, in in basically alone on tatooine um because his job is over the old, the universe is at peace right um uh Donald Gleason is this scruffy-looking nerve herder, herding 90 nerves. Now I know that's... I need to modify that. But I was like, you know what? If he is going to be the new Luke Skywalker, which I think could be the case, then it makes sense that he is too on Tatooine when he receives his call. And he always dreamt of getting off this rock. Um, He doesn't have parents. So again, this all kind of like is the description that we saw that I just read about that female character. What if it's now a male character? Um, Very much like Luke Skywalker. He stumbles upon the Millennium Falcon, overhears Luke Skywalker, perhaps he even sees the, the, the hologram and is mesmerized by the beauty of this young princess and falls in love, setting up the first part of the love triangle. He sneaks up on board the Falcon hides in the, sm- in the smuggling compartments, and then, you know, once they discover him, it's too late. They can't go back to Tatooine, so they just bring him along. And then you've, you've got the son of uh, Calrissian, like the second half of the love triangle, because he too is charmed of this young princess that they are going to help. Um, am I still making sense here? <laughs> <laughs> then, yep, good. again, it's all fantasy, of course. Uh, they go to... Where do they go? Where do they find... Leia. 
on Coruscant, of course. It's still the center of, 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 of politics. That's where they pick up Leia and Jaina. And they have to go to Han Solo. Uh, he's, not, he's not there. Where is Han Solo? He's leading a battle on the planet Iceland. <laughs> I'm thinking this has to be this Iceland planet. And, he, and, and that planet has been, you know, targeted by these, you know, these kind of rogue enemy groups or whatever. There's, some, there's an invasion going on or something that requires his, his attention. Uh, but of course, since Jason has been abducted, Han Solo needs to join them in order to kind of find him. They don't know that he has turned to the dark side at all, but, you know, he's gone, so they need to un uh, recover him. Uh, and that, on that planet, they face this second female lead, this very, uh, you know, intelligent, athletic woman. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, it could be a, tw a Twi'lek, uh, just like uh, in the Clone Wars, you know, but this time she works for Darth... Uh, Plagueis, you know, the Max von Sydow character. Um, and what we don't know, but what we might see is that she actually has seduced Jason to the dark side. Um, uh, and then we go to Korriban um, uh, with the whole group, you know, uh, to save Han Solo's son. And also... They, in the meantime, they discover that, you know, it's not just this random attack by some terrorist uh, groups. Um, there is an evil, there's this ancient fear, and, and we have to go to the source. And this new Sith Lord is building up his armies, um, so we need to hit, hit, it, hit the, the dark side before it grows even further. And so, you know, there might be this this secret mystery inside the planet under the surface that has to be destroyed to prevent the the evil from getting out basically i'm thinking the graves of these ancient sith lords um there is this battle um led by the republic forces to destroy the enemy stronghold i think once they arrive there the group has to split up they penetrated the enemy stronghold there's this fight in the temple an ancient sith temple Featuring Han, Luke, the Sith Lord, and then, lo and behold, there is Jason and his new girlfriend. Um, Luke and Jaina discover that Jason has been turned to the dark side. Um, and, and we discover that Jason was bait all along to get Luke and Jaina to go to Korriban. Just like in Empire, right? Where Luke feels it when, when it's family, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta help my family. I gotta help my friends. Too early. You haven't finished your whatever. <laughs> you know, this could also be very dangerous for Jaina, who's just starting to discover that she she too has gifts. You know, and so she she is in a very dangerous situation here. Um, but very interesting for the Sith Lords. He can, if he can get both Skywalkers uh, and destroy Luke, so I think then we get a uh, a fight. Uh, a lightsaber fight, I don't know, between the Sith Lord and, and Luke Skywalker, perhaps. But why not? Han Solo could join with his blaster. This is about his son. And, of course, he wants to kill uh, Darth Plagueis because he, 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 he took his son from him, you know? And then what, what uh, if um, Darth Sido mortally wounds Solo, Han Solo, and Luke overpowers Darth, uh, Darth Plagueis... But, you know, doesn't kill him, because that's what Anakin Skywalker would do, but has mercy on him and lets him live. And then 
you get this whole dialogue between uh, Darth Plagueis and Han Solo. You know, I will turn your son to the dark side. And then with, in his last moments, Solo kills, kills Darth Plagueis. Because, of course, Han shoots first, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Jason is, is like in super turmoil because it's his father, but it's also this newfound Darth, fa- Darth father or whatever it is. And, and uh, uh, you know, he gets away with, uh, with this, this Twi'lek Jedi girl or whatever it is. So he's, he's gone. We don't know where he goes, but he's so conflicted and resents his father for killing, you know, um, Darth Plagueis. And at the same time, there's still, you know, he's still family. So what to do? And then, so uh, that has to happen. And, and this, this, is, I, I, this is not just random that Han Solo dies here at the beginning of Act 3. This is actually what um, I think Lawrence Kasdan first proposed in, his, uh, in one of the earlier versions of the script for uh, The Empire Strikes Back. He has to, you know... Uh, uh, Harrison Ford wanted his character to die in Empire Strikes Back. And then Kasdan was like, okay, if he dies, it, ha- it has to be a sacrifice and it has to be at the beginning of Act 3 because then you need time to wrap up the story and to have a big battle and everything. So that's where I think this will uh, lead to the, um, the final act of the movie where there is a huge attack on the planet, on, on um, uh, Korriban. And instead of a trench run on a Death Star, you get this trench-like sequence through the cavernous structure of the planet to try to destroy the ancient burial caves of the Sith Lords. And the movie ends with a victory over the enemy, of course. However, it's not a true happy ending. It's also a cliffhanger because Jaina, Calrissian Jr., his CGI pal, and Gleason's character take off to go after Jason. And you will see this final a scene where uh, ha- again Luke Skywalker and uh and Leia Organa are standing there and 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 and, and Luke Skywalker puts his hands uh, his arm around uh, Leia's shoulders just like at the end of um, Empire Strikes Back and they see this ship taking off in the distance for this quest to recover uh Jason and then of course in the meantime Jason will be trained in the dark side by this, you know, this, this, this girl. And that's how he becomes truly evil. The end. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> I would like to see a movie like that. I'm honest. And I know that I'm full of it. <laughs> this is probably completely ridiculous. It's very interesting in that, uh, it, 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 your, your, uh, it parallels, much of what happens in uh, the original uh, trilogy in A New Hope, so that there's a, the strong parallelism. Um, I think it's, it would be very interesting to see that that Han Solo would die. I think we I think we will lose a major character. I, yes. I I just have a feeling on that 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 that's a strong possibility, just like that. That in uh, um, that we do need to end on both a victory and also. The anticipation of the next movie. Yeah, it's got to be a quest. Yeah, like how do we and and then having to 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 win back to go after Jason totally mirrors the quest for Han Solo at the end of Empire, you know. And then it's like he needs to be brought back. However, this time it's not just going to be pressing a button and uh, unfreeze him. It's going to be getting him back from the dark side. And so it will give 
it, it, it will give uh, this Jaina character um, basically the, 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 she would be the main protagonist, right? She is going to find her brother. And, uh, and then still Luke Skywalker and Leia, they can be in the background um, and, and, and they, they might return at the end of the whole trilogy uh, to wrap it up. But, but I, I think it, they, they leave it up to them. You know, to go uh, uh, to, to to the young guys to go after Jason, and it's love tri- triangle. I like love triangles. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then we'll have um, Jason wrestling with his father's death through the yes. other two movies. Yeah. Uh, well, it, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say we won't see a force ghost of Han Solo. No, no, <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> No, but I do. I do. I was at first. I was thinking, are they going to get rid of uh, also of uh, Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher? But I, I think that would be too much, right? You can't kill all, the whole trio. No, it would be. I don't think the fans would stand. But, for but that. Han Solo sacrificing his life for his son—that that totally makes sense. That would give so much weight. And and of course, this is kind of like a a really kind of rough draft. And but with good writers. This could be an an epic story and so emotional as well. I mean, we we will all be crying at the ends, like, oh, oh my god. Or or even, you know, the last the last. What are going to be the last words of Han Solo? Uh, yeah. When he's dying, he, he's he's. I think he's he's looking at his daughter. She says, I love you, Dad. And he says, I know. No, I think it's the other way around. I think he, he tells her, I love yeah. you. And she is like, I know. That would be classic parallel again. That, that's exa- Isn't that the kind of stuff that J.J. Abrams did with Star Trek? Yeah. Take, take the original, mirror it, and give it back to the audience. I, I would love it. I thought it was, you know, in Star Trek, I'm sometimes a bit, you know, why redo? Because it's like basically they, they redo the story of, of uh, the Wrath of Khan. This is different. This is Star Wars. You, you can tell a different story and, and still do all those, you know, mirror images. <sighs> anyway, so that is what I'm going to illustrate. And that's what you're going to see on the new uh, uh, video site. And um, that's going to be actually, actually just our, our current website, SQPN, uh, starwars.sqpn.com. But there's an, I registered a new domain in secrets, secretstarwars.com. And that's also the name of our Twitter feed, Secret Star Wars. We welcome your feedback, your information, your whatever you, you can tell us. We love to get you involved, especially in this whole puzzle that we're trying to do. Um, so if you have other insights or other ideas for this for this storyline, let them know via Twitter, via Facebook, uh, on our website. I would love to integrate it in, in the next version of the plot line. And please bear with us. Have mercy on me because I'm just a Star Wars fan working with almost nothing and still trying to come up with a consistent story. And this was my fir- very first draft. It's something to laugh about it, probably in a few weeks from now. Dom, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a long episode, <laughs> but I all, well, almost so kind talk of, I, I, yeah, I expected this to happen, but the excitement is here. I am oh. so pumped up now, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure most of our listeners are as well. So thanks again for listening. Write us a review or give us a rating on iTunes and tell your fellow Star Wars fans and geeks about uh, about this, this podcast and about the new video series over at SecretStarWars.com. Thanks for listening. 
and may the force be with you. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.